Hello there. Welcome to another life transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwe Tachero. Good morning everyone. It's good to see you here. I hope you're ready to pray. This is day one of our prayer and fasting. And remember we are doing a Daniel fast and we're going to be spending time to pray for the next 21 days. I want to encourage you to bless yourself and get excited because of this exciting journey. Remember fasting is not punishment, but fasting is a spiritual discipline. We are setting ourselves apart. We are consecrating ourselves to stay in God's presence so that we may hear him, so that we may commune with him, we may fellowship with him and enrich our work our spiritual work with God. So I want you to know that fasting is not uh, punishment because many people think I'm being punished. Many people think, you know, it's a tedious exercise that doesn't have joy and excitement with it. I'm telling you, it is a spiritual discipline which, you know, brings joy in our hearts because every time you're in the presence of God, the Bible says you'll experience fullness of joy so during this time 21 days of prayer and fasting i want you to um take it you know take all these days or take this moment or take this season of prayer and fasting in your stripe you know love the process love the season enjoy it you know um don't, don't think about food think about god and delve deeper uh, you know, in prayer, in worship, in Bible study, soaking yourself, you know, with anointed sermons, and you will really have an, an, exciting, an, an exciting time, you know, during these 21 days of prayer and fasting. So I pray that all of you will be able to make it. I pray that all of you will be able to do it and uh, participate fully so that you may move very close to God. Remember, we shall be meeting in the morning, 5.30, you know, virtually. Afternoon, we also be meeting during lunchtime. Because we are fasting, then you're not supposed to eat. Uh, so instead of going for lunch, you get a place of prayer, connect, you know, online and pray. And then evening also, we shall be meeting, you know, um, uh, virtually also to pray. So just make sure that you follow the program so that you can participate fully. I know that it's going to be a wonderful time. I know that it's going to be a great time. And I know that your life will never, ever remain the same again. I'm looking forward to great things that God is going to do. I'm looking forward to breakthroughs and miracles. I'm looking forward to signs and wonders. I'm looking forward to victory that God is going to grant us, even as we stay in his presence. Some addictions will be broken, you know, some... Um, some weaknesses will be dropped, you know, along the way, you know, as we continue to pray, you know, you will move closer to God. Some chains will be destroyed over our lives or over your life, you know, some things that you don't like in your character, you know, will be destroyed even as you spend more time in the presence of God. So let's join this exciting journey. Let's get excited. Let's participate, plug in and be part of it. And I'm telling you, you will not believe what God is going to accomplish in your life. So to begin with, I want us to just pray. And uh, as I pray, I want you also to pray wherever you are, you know, and just ask God for the grace, you know, for this journey. You know, you need the grace of God for this journey. You need supernatural strength 
for this journey. You need the empowerment of heaven for this journey, that you may be able to complete this journey in the name of Jesus. So just raise your voice for a minute and just pray and ask God for grace, ask God for strength, ask God to be with you, ask God to guide you throughout this entire process, ask God to strengthen you for this journey, ask God's power, God's grace, God's anointing to be upon you, ask God's spirit, you know, to cover you during this uh, journey, ask God's, you know, uh, presence to be with you as you pray and as you seek his face, that you will have an encounter with God, you will experience God, you will experience his presence, you will experience his power, and that your life will never remain the same. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray this morning that even as we begin this exciting journey uh, of spiritual uh, discipline, of fasting and praying, I pray, oh God, that it will be an exciting journey for all of us. I pray that it will be a journey that will draw us close and close to you. We'll have an experience with you. We'll have an experience in your presence. Oh God, we'll experience your hand. We'll experience your power. Your glory will surround us. Your spirit will cover us. I pray, oh God, that this journey will be full of joy because as we dwell and stay in your presence, we will encounter your joy. As we dwell in your presence, we'll encounter your power. You will minister to us in a great way. Father, I pray that these encounters will push and elevate us to the next level. As far as our walk of faith, you know, is concerned, I pray, O oh God, for strength. I pray, O oh God, for grace. I pray, O oh God, for your power, you know, upon our lives. I pray, O oh God, that you'll be with us throughout this entire season. I give you glory and I give you praise. Strengthen everyone that is going to participate in this. Strengthen us, O God, and speak to us, Lord. Let us hear your voice. Let us see your power. Let us experience the miraculous. Let this be a life-changing experience for us, Jehovah God. Let this uh, experience turn our lives around, O God. Let this experience set our path you know, set our feet on the right path in the name of Jesus. Let this experience bring direction and clarity in our lives. Let this season of prayer and fasting, oh God, point us in the right direction to the glory and honor of your name. Where there were questions, I pray that let them be answers. Oh yes, in Jesus' name. Where there was weakness, I pray that let there be strength. Where, <coughs> where there was, <coughs> excuse me, where there was Oh God, diseases and curses, I pray that let them be destroyed. In the name of Jesus, may we find victory, may we experience victory during this season. In Jesus' name, we pray and we'll shout a big amen. Amen. All right, let us dive right into it. You know, I was waiting upon the Lord, asking the Lord, what do you want us to pray about? I love praying, you know, I just love praying the word of God because the word of God is you know, very, very powerful. I just love praying the word of God. And God directed me to the book of Philippians. So we're going to pray the book of Philippians. We're going to pray the book of uh, Philippians. And so we'll begin with chapter one and we're going to pray the entire book. Chapter one, go all the way to the last chapter, you know. And when we finish, we will move to the next book. So we're going to begin by reading the book of Philippians. This is a letter that was written to the church at Philippi. And um, 
I believe that this is a letter to us, even as we spend time to pray during, you know, this prayer and fasting season. And by the way, I want to encourage, um, I want to encourage you to participate. I want to encourage all our campuses to participate as well. Of our pastors rally, all the pastors rally, the members rally, all campuses from all over the place. You know, COT Lolongo, COT Umoja, COT Mbakasi, COT Makindu. Um, uh, there's one more, COT Rai, you know, COT um, Sukimau, you know, TYC. All of us, let us join in and pray. This is our moment to withdraw. This is our moment to separate ourselves and be in the presence of God. So I encourage all the compasses, you know, all our COT members to be really, really, you know, into this. Let's participate in this and pray. So we're looking at the book of Philippians, verse 1, you know, the Bible says, Paul and Timothy, both servants of Jesus Christ, to all saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. I'm going to read that again because we're going to pray verse 1 today. Paul and Timothy, born servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons. I'm going to read that again. Uh, Paul and Timothy, born servants, uh, born servants of Jesus Christ to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons. When I was reading this um, text, somebody says they can't hear me. Can you hear me, somebody? Um, just let me know if you can hear me before uh, I continue. Am I, am I clear to you? Can, can you hear me right where you are? Uh, just let me know, just confirm. I, I, I think I'm loud enough. Maybe you need to check your gadget. Um, let me get a witness. Can you hear me, everybody? Is my sound clear? Uh, all right. Okay. Fantastic. Now, when you look at verse 1 of um, Philippians, it begins by mentioning Paul and Timothy. And when I was just thinking about Paul and Timothy, you know, the Spirit of God, you know, impressed upon my heart to just look at the relationship between Paul and Timothy and learn something about it. So we're going to look about, we're going to look at our relationship this morning. And it is important for you to understand the power of relationships. And it is very, uh, it is very, very sad that many people don't value relationships. Many people are in and out of relationships. Many people easily break relationships. Uh, but it's important for you to understand that relationships are key you know, you know, in, in terms of moving your life to the next level. Relationships are very important. Relationships are impactful, you know. Um, okay, some people are complaining that my sound is a bit low. Let me tell you, um, I am shouting. Um, oh, good. People are saying sound is good. All right, so the ones who are saying the sound is not good, I think you need to check uh your gadget anyway uh, I'm, I'm talking about relationships and relationships are very very um important 
in our lives, for your life to move to the next level, for you to do and accomplish some things, you will need, you know, um, certain relationships to be at work in your life. You see, the Bible mentions Paul and Timothy, so it shows that they were in a very uh, spiritual relationship. And this relationship, you know, became, you know, like a platform, you know, to propel both their lives to the next level. Now, I want us to look at um, Paul. The Bible says Paul and Timothy. So who is Paul? You know, I'm just going to give you two. You know, there are many things that we can learn from Paul and there are many things we can learn from Timothy. So what does Paul represent? So I'm just going to give you two. And then I'm going to give you two also principles that Timothy represents. And then we're going to look at, you know, why relationships are important. Now, who is Paul? Paul is a mentor. Paul is a mentor. Who is a Paul? Paul is a mentor. He's a quintessential. He's the one who raised Timothy. He's the one that God used, you know, to, you know, <clears throat> to, to raise Timothy in the ministry. When you look at Acts chapter 16, at your own time, I wanted to read, Paul goes to uh, this uh, city in Derby and Lystra and, um, he finds a Christian there in a church. His name is Timothy. And the believers in that church, in that area, spoke very well of Timothy. Uh, but they couldn't push Timothy, you know, to the next level as far as ministry is concerned. He was a good young man in the church, very actively involved in church, very committed in church, a man of character. And everybody said very you know, nice things about Timothy, you know. But Paul took him, you know. Because Paul could see something in Timothy. He took him and started mentoring him. And before long, Timothy was a fully-fledged minister. So Paul is a mentor. Paul is a mentor. He's someone who comes into your life, you know, to, to, to mentor you, you know, to tutor you, to instruct you, you know, in the right way so that the gift, the talent, the calling of God upon your life may be seen. Number two, who is a Paul? A Paul is a spiritual father paul was a spiritual father to you know timothy he's the one who bathed him literally in ministry he was a good guy timothy was a good guy you know serving god but he had not stepped into you know his calling so paul became like a spiritual father who led him taught him what ministry was all about taught him how to preach taught him how to become a leader taught him how to be a fully fledged minister you know, in the church. First Timothy 1, 18, the Bible says, Timothy, my son, look at what he calls him. He says, Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them, you might fight the battle well. He calls him his son because he is the one who literally birthed him into the ministry. So Paul is a mentor, but Paul is also a spiritual father. And you need you need a Paul in your life. You need a mentor in your life. You need a spiritual father in your life. And you can see that these are things that sometimes are fought. You know, people don't really want to talk about, you know, this. You, I, I, you know, many people fight spiritual fatherhood. Many people fight mentorship. Many people don't want to sit under a mentor. Many people don't want to be helped so that they can reach their full potential. And no wonder, you know, many of them not, don't really fulfill their calling. So you need a Paul. You need a mentor. You need a spiritual father who can cover you and help you become, you know, what God has designed for you to become. And who is a Timothy? A Timothy is a loyal son. 
You know, and Timothy is a son who has decided to submit himself to our father. And he's a loyal, loyal son. It's not just enough to be a son. You need to be a loyal son. Every father will tell you that they are looking for loyal sons. They're not just looking for sons, but they're looking for loyal sons. Every parent will tell you, I don't just want to have a child. I want a child who is loyal to me. I want a child who is, you know, submissive to me. So Timothy was a loyal son. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 12, Paul says to Timothy, a true son in the faith. Look at that. A true son in the faith. So Timothy was not just a son. He was a true son in the faith. As far as, you know, the, 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 the fatherhood of Paul is concerned, he is able to authenticate the sonship of Timothy by saying this is a true son. This is a loyal son. This is a son that is truly connected to me as a father. You know, so, so we need loyal sons. We need loyal daughters. Of course, you know, uh, ladies who are here don't feel like you have been left out. When I'm speaking about sons, you know, it is in a generic, you know, sense. So you're also, you know, included. You know, we need loyal sons and we need loyal daughters. We don't just need daughters. We don't just need sons. We need loyal sons and we need loyal daughters. So Timothy was a loyal son. Secondly, who is a Timothy? You know, Timothy is a Timothy is a faithful servant. So he was not just a loyal son, but he was also a faithful servant. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. You know, Paul says, For this reason I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord. So he was not just a loyal son, but he was also a faithful son. So a faithful son can be sent. A faithful son can represent a father. As a faithful son can be sent by the father to carry his name and represent him, you know, you know, in a place. Because the father knows that this son of his is a true son and he will not, you know, disappoint. He will carry his spirit. He will carry his message. He will carry, you know, um, he will carry what he represents and what he stands for. So we need to have faithful servants. I pray that all my campus pastors will become faithful servants. They will carry what I represent. They will carry what I stand for in the name of Jesus Christ. He was a beloved and faithful son in the Lord. You know, a man who, uh, who, who Paul says is a true son. You know, when he thinks about Timothy, he has no doubts about him so so i just wanted to mention that so that you realize that when when paul you know uh, when paul thinks about timothy he has wonderful thoughts about him when timothy thinks about paul he has wonderful thoughts about him so this was a tightly knit relationship it was a powerful great relationship and you can see that it started in a very simple way it started in a very casual way you know paul is going to a place and I don't think he was expecting to meet Timothy. He goes to this city. He goes to this church. He meets a young man. And everybody's talking about this young man. And he takes this young man under his wings. And he circumcises him. You know, because he was a Greek. You know, he was not a Jew. He circumcises him so that his ministry can also be accepted in Jewish, you know, circles. So it started in a casual way. The way you come to church, the way you just meet a man of God, the way you connect with someone in a casual way, you know, it, it started in a very casual way. But look at how this relationship grew. 
you know, how this relationship was marinated by the two of them and it grew and it got to a place where it impacted their lives. I want you to know that there are strategic relationships that you don't have to, um, uh, you, you, you must not rather, you must not take casually. There are strategic relationships that God brings your way. There's a Paul, there's a Timothy that God brings your way and it's for a reason. And I pray that you will have discernment so you don't, you know, treat those relationships casually. So before we pray, I want to give you three points, you know, of what you are able to accomplish through a great relationship. Great relationships or a great relationship will accomplish the following. Number one, and then we're going to pray. Remember, we're talking about Paul and Timothy. That is our meditation this morning. Paul and Timothy. And that is a great relationship. And I pray that we shall have such relationships in our lives as well. In the name of Jesus. That there will be a Paul in your life. Yes, in Jesus' name. There will be a Timothy in your life as well. In the name of Jesus. You will have great relationships. So a great relationship accomplishes the following. Number one, it points you to your purpose. Paul's purpose as a mentor became clear. Timothy's purpose, you know, as a son, you know, also became very, very clear. Paul became a better father. Timothy became a better son. And that's very, very important. So your, 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 your relationship, if it's going to accomplish, you know, things, one of the things that is going to accomplish rather in your life is to point you to your purpose. Because everyone here, you have been brought here on earth for a purpose. You have been birthed in salvation for a purpose. And you must be in a relationship that will point you to your purpose. There are a lot of people who are lost. There are a lot of people, you know, uh, who are confused. There are a lot of people, you know, who don't really know what they're supposed to do and what they're supposed to accomplish in their lives. There are a lot of people who are lost. They don't know their purpose. You know, they don't understand what they're supposed to become. They don't understand what they're supposed to accomplish in their lives. But I, I pray that God, you know, will bring you in the right, you know, relationship that will point you to your purpose. Because I don't believe that you've been born here on earth just to come and waste time, you know, and waste, you know, um, waste opportunities and waste the gifts and the talents that God has given you. God has, you know, brought you into salvation. God has brought you into this world to connect with the right relationship that will point you to your purpose, that will point you, you know, to your mission, to your assignment here or not. So a relationship that is great is that one which points you to your purpose. You see, if you are in a relationship that is not pointing you to your purpose, that is actually taking you away from your purpose, that is, you know, disconnecting you from God's plan and purpose for your life, you need to cut it off. You need to cut it off. You need to break away from that relationship. Any relationship that is derailing you from God's purpose over your life, every relationship that is derailing you from God's calling upon your life, every relationship that is taking you away from your call, you want to you want to cut it off right now in the name of Jesus. A great relationship will point you to your purpose. A great relationship will ensure that you plug into God's purpose and plan for your life. Because I want to tell you, everybody here under the sound of my voice, there is purpose attached to your life. God saved you for a purpose. God has anointed you for a purpose. God has kept you alive for a purpose. God has protected you from danger, from early death 
from untimely death for a purpose. God has you here in the church for a purpose and you need to be in great relationships that will point you to God's purpose over your life, not a relationship that will pluck you away. And I've seen many people, you know, who have been disconnected from God's purposes over their lives because of a bad relationship. I've seen many people who have yielded to, uh, to corrupt company, which has, you know, disconnected them from the purposes of God over their lives. You must be a great relationship that will plug you into God's purpose over your life. And I must be very open with you. You will have many relationships that will come your way. You will have many people that will come your way. Friends will come your way. Some of them, you meet them in church. But some of them, let me tell you, the enemy will use them to try and pluck you away from God's purpose. Do you remember when Jesus had to rebuke Satan? Satan that was in Peter, because Peter tried to remove Jesus from his purpose. Jesus came to die for the world, and Peter stood in his way. And this is someone that he has chosen. This is someone that he had brought very close to him. Peter was one of the disciples. And yet you can see that Satan entered his heart so that he may stop Jesus from fulfilling his purpose. Jesus didn't just come to preach. He didn't just come to cleanse the lepers and open blind eyes. He didn't just come to raise the dead. His ultimate purpose was to die on the cross so that he may deliver us. He may deliver the world from the clashes of sin. That was the ultimate purpose of Jesus Christ. So you must be very careful. There are people who will come into your life. You will have friends. You will have colleagues who will come into your life. And some of them will become instruments and agents of satanic agenda to try and unplug you from God's purpose. You must have discernment. I pray for you this morning. May you have discernment. You must have discernment so that you may know that this brother, this sister has come, you know, to disconnect me from God's purpose and you must cut off you know you must cut off those relationships you must disconnect yourself from those relationships because you need to fulfill your purpose you need to plug into your purpose i want a relationship that will encourage me you know to fulfill god's purpose over my life i want a relationship that will plug me into god's purposes i want a relationship that will make me become more effective in my calling more effective you know in the assignment that god has given unto me. I want a relationship that will make me efficient to be able to fulfill God's purposes over my life. I hope you can hear me this morning. I hope you can hear my voice this morning. As a pastor, I have seen it happening over and over again. I've seen it in the church. I've seen people whose star was almost shining. I've seen people who are almost stepping into a higher realm of leadership, higher realm of effectiveness in the ministry. I've seen people that even my heart, I was thinking about them. I was thinking, oh God, I can see something happening in the life of this brother or this sister. And when I begin to pray, before I know it, that person has left. Before I know it, that pastor person, you know, has been plucked out of the church. And when I followed the story, I realized that there was a relationship he was in. You know, he met this friend. There were you know, friends with this person, and this person told him this, and this person told him this, and this person poisoned their spirit. And before no long, they were able to disconnect themselves from the purpose of God. I, I can never remember, you know, I can never forget rather the story of this young man that I knew who, 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 who was anointed, the gift of God, the anointing of God that was upon his life. Then he met another friend. In fact, he was a pastor, by the way. He met another friend. They became tight. And that was the person that actually removed him from the ministry. 
Before he met that person, he was doing ministry. He was preaching, he was teaching, a fantastic teacher of God's word. Then he met a guy, they became friends, and this guy removed him from preaching. He closed the church, and now he's a drunkard. So you must be very, very careful. You have to be careful the kind of friends that come into your life. You have to be careful the kind of person who comes into your life. You must be careful the kind of people who come to your house to bring you stories and talk to you about church, about ministry, about the calling of God upon your life. You have to be careful the kind of advice that comes to you because there are people who come into our lives and they don't have a good agenda. They are satanic agents who come to pluck us away from God's purpose. I pray for you this morning. Hmm. Jesus even told Peter, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat, but I've prayed for you. I pray for you this morning that nobody will be able to pluck you from God's purpose over your life in the name of Jesus. Nobody will disconnect you from God's purpose. I pray that God will bring you friends. God will bring you people who will point you to the purposes of God over your life in the name of Jesus. Oh, this is really, really, really good. I'm enjoying it. Number two. A great relationship will start up your gift. A great relationship will start up your gift. Everyone, everyone here, you are gifted. Everyone here, there is a gift inside of you. There is potential inside you. There is something that God has deposited in your life. And a good relationship will start up that gift. It will not dampen that gift. It will not kill that gift. But it will start up that gift. Look at what Paul tells Timothy. Because Paul could see that there was a gift you know, in the life of Timothy. It tells him in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6, Therefore, I remind you, start up the gift. Timothy, come on. Start up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. When I lay my hands on you, Timothy, there is something I released in you. And he's challenging Timothy to start up that gift. Hallelujah. There are people here who are listening to me. I have trained you. I have inspired you. I have prayed for you. I have laid my hands on you. Oh, come on. I want to challenge you today. Start up the gift of God that is inside of you. I have prayed for you. I have taught you. I have taken you through a discipleship program. Start up the gift that God has placed inside of you. There is a gift in your heart. There is a gift in your spirit. There is a gift that God has put upon your life. Start it up this morning. Don't let that gift die. Don't let that calling die. Don't let that potential in you be destroyed. A great relationship will always start up the gift of God in your life. Many of you, you know, you didn't know you were gifted until you came under a Paul. N many of you never even thought you could preach. Never even thought you could stand before people and lead. Never even thought you could stand before people and grab a microphone, you know, and, 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 and pray. But when you came under a Paul, that gift, that gift, that gift was stirred up. Hmm. I'm telling you, you need a great relationship that will start up the gift of God inside of you. No, many of you ne never even thought you could lead worship. Never even thought you could lead a song in the church. But when you came under the tutelage of a power, that gift was stirred up. This morning, I want you to pray for a relationship that will start up your gift. I'm reminded of a story between Elizabeth, Elizabeth and Mary. Elizabeth was pregnant, but it's like the baby never moved. I think she was worried. But the moment she met Mary, 
and she received greetings from Mary. The Bible says the baby in her womb started leaping. John started leaping in the womb of Elizabeth. That is the kind of relationship that you want because everyone here, you're carrying a baby. You're carrying a gift inside of you. There's something you're carrying inside of you and you need to be around the right people. You need to be around the right person so that that gift inside of you can be stirred up. And I pray I pray this morning that you will not be in a relationship that will kill your baby. You will not be in a relationship that will sabotage your baby. You will not be in a relationship that will kill the gift and the talent that God has put inside of you. You will not be in a relationship that will sabotage the potential that God has invested inside of you. You will be in a relationship that will cause your gift to be stirred up, that will cause the anointing of God upon your life to be stirred up, that will cause, you know, the potential and the talents that God has put inside of you to be started in the name of Jesus. This year, 2024, you are going to be in the right relationship. You're going to be in a relationship that will start up the gifts of God that has have been invested in life, in your life, in the name of Jesus. Number three, a great relationship moves you closer to God. It doesn't take you away from God. It moves you closer to God. If you're in a relationship and this person whether it's a man or a woman, is discouraging you from going to church, is discouraging you from praying, is discouraging you from honoring your pastor, is discouraging you from honoring God with your tithes and your offerings. It's not a good relationship. Pack your bags and run away. Anybody that is taking you away from God, he is not a friend. Anyone that is discouraging you from serving God, he is not your friend. That is a bad relationship. That is a terrible relationship. That is a relationship that has been brought into your life to sabotage your work with God. Pack your bags and run away. A good relationship will move you closer to God. Look, when Paul came into the life of Timothy, Timothy moved closer to God. Timothy became stronger spiritually. Timothy became prayerful. Timothy grew in the faith. Timothy grew in, 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 in ministry. Timothy became a very powerful man of God who had a very strong relationship, you know, with Jehovah God. So any relationship that takes you away from God, run, baby, run. Run away from that relationship. I don't care who that person is. He can be your best buddy. He can be a colleague at the place of work. He can be somebody that you grew up with in the same village. It can be someone that helped you at some point in your life. If he's not drawing you closer to God, if he's encouraging you to backslide, if he's dampening your spirit, you can't serve God with joy anymore the way you used to, you must run away from that relationship. It is not a good relationship. That guy will make you backslide. That woman will make you backslide. That woman or that man will make you become lukewarm and you will stop serving God. It's just a matter of time. It has to be a good relationship. It has to be a Paul Timothy relationship, a healthy relationship that makes you pray, that makes you fast, that makes you serve God, that makes you go to church. In fact, it should be a relationship relationship that really, really keeps an eye on you so that when you start going down spiritually, this person will tell you, hey, I have seen you're going down. Please don't go down. It should be a relationship that will keep you from backsliding. It, is, it, is, it should be a relationship that will keep you, you know, it keep you from, you know, uh, keep you from walking away from God. It should keep you very, very close to Jehovah God. That's the kind of relationship you desire for this year 2024. And I pray that God will give you some 
such relationships in the name of Jesus. It, 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 it will be someone that will nag you in a good way. It will be someone that will be in your face, you know, in a good way. Always following you, always chasing you down, always calling you, asking you, did you go to church? Did you pray? Did you fast? Are you in the prayer service? That's the kind of relationship that I want us to have. Look, Solomon was a great guy. Solomon loved God. Solomon was a man of wisdom. But when he entered into a wrong relationship, when he started marrying foreign women, you know, they came into his life. The Bible says they stole his heart. He stopped loving God and he started worshiping idols. Relationships are powerful. You need a relationship that moves you closer and closer to God because your relationship determines your values. And so we're going to pray. And these are the prayer points I'm going to give you so that we can pray. Number one, I want you to pray this year, 2024, that God will give you relationships that will point you to your purpose. This year, 2024, you're not just, you know, having excess baggage in your life. You're not just having friends for the sake of it. You're not just having people, you know, in, around you for the sake of it. You're not just having relationships for the sake of it. You're going to have relationships that will point you to your purpose in the name of Jesus. Anybody that doesn't point me to my purpose, that is excess baggage. Anybody that doesn't point you to God is excess baggage and you want to, you want to cut them loose in the name of Jesus. So you want to pray that God give me a Paul. Give me a relationship that will point me to my purpose, that will plug me to God's purpose over my life in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to raise up your voice wherever you are right now and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Everybody, this year, 2024, we are beginning by asking God for great relationships. We are beginning this prayer service, prayer season, prayer and fasting season, by asking God to give us great relationships that will point us to God's purpose over our lives in the name of Jesus. Raise up your voice right now and begin to pray in the name of Jesus for these great, great relationships that will point us to God's purpose and plan of our lives in the name of Jesus. Father, this morning, as we kick off this prayer and fasting, oh, we pray for great relationships. We pray for wonderful relationships. We pray for godly relationships. We pray for a power that will point us to your purpose over our lives in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that you will grant your people great relationships, healthy relationships that will point them to your purpose in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that they will be in friendships that will encourage them to move oh yes, closer and closer to your purpose and fulfill your purpose over their lives in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that the right people will come their way. I pray, oh God, that the right relationships will be established in their lives in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, this Paul, oh yes, that is coming in their life will plug them, you know, uh, to your purpose uh, and plan over their lives uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, I pray, oh God, that there will be a logic uh, to bad relationships. Uh, there will be a logic uh, to bad and evil company in the name of Jesus. Uh, I pray that this year we shall not entertain uh, bad relationships uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, I pray that this year we shall not entertain friends and colleagues uh, who try to unplug us from your purpose uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, 
this year I pray, oh God, that we shall not entertain friendships that are geared towards removing us from your purpose and plan over our lives. In the name of Jesus, I pray for great relationships. I pray for healthy relationships. I pray for men and women who will come around us and they will be our cheerleaders. They will support us. They will encourage us and motivate us to fulfill your purpose over our lives. In the name of Jesus, are you praying somebody, wherever you are, lift your voice and pray for great relationships. Pray for healthy relationships that will help you fulfill your purpose. In the name of Jesus, your purpose will not be thwarted in any way in the name of Jesus. Your purpose will not be extinguished in any way in the name of Jesus. A man will not come into your life. A woman will not come into your life and sabotage God's purpose over your life in the name of Jesus. But God is going to bring great relationships that will help you accomplish and fulfill. Oh, yes. Your purpose over God's purpose over your life in the name of Jesus. Your calling will not be destroyed. Your anointing will not be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Your purpose will not be extinguished in the name of Jesus. What God has designed you to be and what God has designed you to become will not be destroyed in the name of Jesus. You will not die a frustrated man having failed to fulfill God's purpose over your life in the name of Jesus. I pray this morning. Oh yes, this year, oh God, my life, my life will fulfill purpose in the name of Jesus. This year, Jehovah God, our lives will fulfill purpose. Our lives, oh yes, will be meaningful because we are going to plug into your purpose because of great relationships in our lives in the name of Jesus. I pray for you. I pray for you today. If you're in a wrong relationship, I pray that may that relationship screech to a halt in the name of Jesus. I pray for you this morning. If you're in a relationship or friendship that is unplugging you from God's purposes, I pray that may it come to an end. May it die. May it be destroyed. May it screech to a halt right now in the name of Jesus. May you disconnect yourself from that man, from that woman who is taking away from God's plan and purposes over your life in the name of Jesus. Oh, may God take you away from that colleague. May there be a disconnect right now in the name of Jesus. I severe links oh, with any relationship that is unplugging me from God's purpose in the name of Jesus. This morning, severe links with any relationship that is taking you away from God's purpose in the name of Jesus. You will fulfill purpose. You will fulfill the plan of God over your life in the name of Jesus. 2024, oh, you will have healthy relationships. 2024, you will have healthy friends. 2024, you will fulfill purpose because God is going to give you great, great relationships in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Are you still praying? Somebody, secondly, I want you to pray for great relationships that will start up the gift of God inside of you. There is a gift of God in you. There is God's calling upon your life. Pray for the relationship that will start up the gift of God, that will start up God's calling upon your life this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, oh God, for great relationships. We pray, oh God, that you're bringing us people. You're going to put us in environments full of people who are going to start up the gift of God inside of us in the name of 
Jesus. You will bring friends, colleagues, brothers and sisters around us who are going to start up the gift of God inside of us in the name of Jesus. Because, oh Lord, there is a gift in us. There is God's calling upon our lives. There is a talent. There is a spiritual endowment upon our lives. And Father, we pray that we shall be in great relationships. Yes, relationships that will start up that gift. Relationships that will start up that talent. Relationships that will start up that spiritual endowment that you have placed in our lives. In the name of Jesus, I pray, oh God, that our gift will not die. I pray, oh God, that our gift will not be destroyed. I pray, oh God, that the talent that you've put inside of us will not be destroyed in any way in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, the potential, the calling that you have invested in each and every one of us, I decree, oh God, it will not be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Your calling of our lives, we are going to fulfill because you're putting us in great relationships. I thank you, oh God, for you're giving me a Paul who will be a midwife, who is going to push me, who is going to start up, who is going to lay his hands on me, who is going to start up the gift of God in my life, in the name of Jesus, who will help me discover God's gift upon my life as well, in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh Jehovah God, that my gift will not die. I pray that my calling will not be frustrated. I pray that my anointing will not be quenched, in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, yes, I'll be in relationships that will call my baby to leap, my baby to leap in the name of Jesus. Every dormant gift, every gift that has not been functioning, every gift that has not been discovered this morning, may I become a Paul to you. I pray that let there be a stirring of that gift this morning in the name of Jesus. Even as you are praying right now, let there be a stirring. As you are hearing this voice, let there be a stirring. <clears throat> of the gift of God upon your life in the name of Jesus. As you hear my voice, let there be a stirring of your baby. May the baby in your womb, may the baby in your spiritual womb leap right now in the name of Jesus. As you hear this voice, I pray that let this be a Pauline voice in your life right now. Let this be a voice that stirs up the gift of God, the calling of God upon your life right now in the name of Jesus, let this voice start up that calling, start up that anointing, start up that gift of God upon your life in the name of Jesus. Let this voice start up that spiritual endowment that God has invested in your life today in the name of Jesus. I stand as a prophetic voice over your life this morning and I prophesy that the gift of God inside of you you will not die in the name of Jesus. The calling of God upon your life will not be quenched in the name of Jesus. The ministry that God has placed in your life, it will not be sabotaged in the name of Jesus. The gift of God inside of you is being stirred up in the name of Jesus. That baby that you're carrying in your spiritual womb, yes, you will push that baby out in the name of Jesus. Let there be a star let there be a stirring of the gift of God. Let there be a stirring of the anointing of God upon your life this morning in the name of Jesus. Let there be a stirring of God's calling upon your life this morning in the name of Jesus. 
that talent will not die. That ability will not die. That spiritual endowment will not die. The devil is a liar. In the name of Jesus, some of you here, you've never felt that you're gifted. You've never felt that you're carrying something inside of you. You've never even believed that you are gifted. But this morning, hear this voice. Hear this voice. As this voice is thundering in your spirit, let every gift, let every talent that is hidden inside of you, let every gift that lies dormant inside of you be stirred up right now in the name of Jesus. Let there be a stirring. Let there be a stirring of God's gift in your life in the name of Jesus. Let there be a stirring of the calling of God upon your life this morning in the name of Jesus. I speak to every gift that lies dormant inside of you. I speak to every potential that has lied dormant inside of you. I speak to every, every spiritual endowment that has been dormant in your life. I speak to it right now. Let it be stirred up right now in the name of Jesus. That ability to sing, I, I pray and I prophesy, may it be stirred up right now in the name of Jesus. That ability to write books, may it be stirred up right now in the name of Jesus. That ability to lead, may it be stirred up right now in the name of Jesus. That ability even to plant churches and to raise mega churches, let it be stirred up inside of you right now in the name of Jesus. The ability to pray, the ability to teach, the ability to lead, the ability to, uh, to organize stuff. I pray that let that ability be stirred up right now in the name of Jesus. The ability, the ability to do exploits in the kingdom of God. I pray that may be stirred up right now in the name of Jesus. The ability yeah, to, make, to make wealth, the ability to attract resources, the ability to multiply finances. May it be stirred up in your heart right now in the name of Jesus. The ability to create employment for other people. Let it be stirred up in the name of Jesus. Every gift, every talent, every ability that God has placed inside of you, I pray for a stirring this morning. I pray for a stirring this morning. May I become a Paul in your life. I pray for a stirring this morning. I lay my hands on you and I pray for a stirring this morning. May that gift never die. May that gift never be destroyed. May that gift never remain dormant in your life. In the name of Jesus, let there be a stirring. Let there be a stirring. I see your gift manifesting. I see your talent manifesting. I see your calling manifesting. I see your potential manifesting this morning in the name of Jesus. I see you stepping into your gift. I see you stepping into your calling. I see you stepping into your ministry. I see you manifesting the anointing of God over your life in the name of Jesus. I see you stepping into the teaching gift in the name of Jesus. I see you stepping into pastoral work in the name of Jesus. I see you stepping into your gift right now in Jesus' name as God is stirring up your gift. He's moving your feet in the right direction to step into your calling, to step into your ministry, to step into the anointing that he has deposited in your life this morning. In the name of Jesus, let there be a stirring. 
Let there be a stirring. Let there be a stirring. Let there be a stirring. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Let there be a stirring right now in the name of Jesus. You will not die. You will not die before you experience the full potential of your gift in the name of Jesus. You will not sit and stand. You will not sit without doing anything with the gift of God inside of you. You will not stand aloof without expressing the gift and the talent that God has placed inside of you. Rise, 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 rise. I, I, I proclaim that you are rising this morning in the name of Jesus. Rise, rise in your calling, rise in your gifting, rise in your talent, rise in your abilities. Right now, in the name of Jesus, step, step into your calling, step into the ministry, step into what God has designed for you to do. Right now, in the name of Jesus, it cannot be tomorrow. It's, it is going to happen today in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. I, I, I thank you, O Lord. I magnify you. Ooh, glory to God. I lift you up. Lastly, I want us to pray for relationships that will draw us closer to God. Relationships that will draw you closer to God in the name of Jesus. In fact, I want you also to severe links with any relationship that is taking you away from God right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Raise up your voice in Jesus' name. Father, we pray this morning for relationships that will push us closer and closer to God in the name of Jesus. Relationships that will make us pray more. Relationships that will make us serve God more. Relationships that will make us be planted in the house of God in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, I pray, oh God, for my sons and daughters that there will be great relationships. Relationships that will make them pray. Relationships that will make them serve God. Relationships that will make them become generous or with giving. Relationships that will make them plug into God's agenda for their lives. Relationships that will move them closer to God. They will become more spiritual in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, pray for a relationship that will make you more prayerful. A relationship that will make you more spiritual in the name of Jesus. A relationship that will make you move closer and closer and closer to God in the name of Jesus. Through that relationship, you will pray like never before. Through that relationship, you will serve like never before. Through that relationship, you will pursue God like never before. In the name of Jesus, through that relationship, you will be so spiritual your roots will grow deeper and deeper in the Christian faith in the name of Jesus through that relationship. Oh yes, you will move so close to God that you can hear his heartbeat. You will be involved in ministry. You will do the will of God. You will pursue the will of God. Oh yes, in the name of Jesus. That's the relationship I desire for you. That's the relationship I desire for myself. I need friends who can move me closer to God. I need colleagues who will help me to pray. I need colleagues who will encourage me to be loyal, loyal to God, loyal to my church. I need relationships that will encourage me to honor my pastors. I need relationships that will encourage me to be generous with my resources. I need relationships that will make me become a faithful tither and giver and the 
one who stands with the church. Those are the relationships I need. I need a relationship that will make me desire God, desire prayer, desire being in church, desire serving God. That is the relationship I desire for my life. This year, 2024, pray for such relationships. This year, 2024, I pray for that relationship. I pray for those relationships over your life in the name of Jesus. Relationships that will move you closer to God. Relationships that will make you first. Relationships that will make you pray. Relationships that will make you generous. Relationships that will make you build the church in the name of Jesus. This year, the year 2024, you are disconnecting yourself from wicked relationships, from bad relationships, from bad company. Anyone that is discouraging you from moving closer to God, you are cutting off from that relationship in the name of Jesus. You are saying bye to friends who are disconnecting you from God, friends who discourage you from serving God, from praying, from investing your time in the kingdom of God. You are disconnecting yourself totally. Yes, this year, in the name of Jesus. Father, we severe links. We severe links. We severe links. We severe links with bad company. We disconnect ourselves. Oh, yes. From bad company in the name of Jesus. I want to move closer to God. We want to move closer to God. This year, we want to move closer to God. These 21 days, we want to move closer to God. As we pray and first, I pray that we shall move so close to God. As we pray and first, I pray, oh God, that we shall hear God's voice. As we move closer to God. God, through good relationships, Lord, we shall be in touch with you. We shall know your voice. We shall walk with you. We shall be in step with you. Oh, yes. We shall be recipients of your guidance, of your power and your presence, your joy, your peace, your healing. Oh, yes. In the name of Jesus, this is our desire. And I pray that that will be your desire, that this year you will be more spiritual. This year, your gifts will manifest. This year, you will plug into God's purpose over your life because of great relationships in the name of Jesus. The year 2024, you will multiply greatly because of great relationships. The year 2024, you will move to the next level because of great relationships in the name of Jesus. The year 2024, you'll become a better Christian. You'll become a better, you know, servant. You'll become a better son and daughter of God in the name of Jesus because of great relationships in the name of Jesus. This year, you will move closer to God. You will be more prayerful. You will be a giver. You will be a tither. You will be a servant in the house of God. You will be a lover of God because of great relationships in the name of Jesus. I decree that over your life. You will be a better parent because of great relationships. You will be a better husband. You will be a better wife. You will be a better worker in the church because of great relationships in the name of Jesus. This year, you'll be a loyal Christian because of relationships in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we decree it over our lives. We proclaim it over our lives. We declare it done over our lives in the name of Jesus. You are bringing us the right relationship. You're bringing us the right people. You're bringing us the right colleagues who will help us to plug into your purpose, who will start up the gift of God upon our lives, and who will help us to move closer and closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all shout a big amen. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Shout a big amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Look, what I've shared with you is life-changing. 
and I want you this this day, today, I want you to audit your relationships. I want you to look at the people you have given access in your life. And if those people don't accomplish these three things, you have to let them go. I want to repeat myself. I want you to go and audit your relationships. Who are these people that you have given access to your life? If they don't help you to find God's purpose for your life, if they don't start up the gift of God upon your life, if they don't make you move closer to God, I want you to cut them off. You have to let them go. You have to let them go because your relationship with God is more important than the relationship with people. And if anybody cannot encourage you to move closer to God, you don't need them. That is excess baggage. And treasure relationships that are making you plug into God's purpose. Treasure relationships that are making you experience, you know, um, the full potential of your gifts, treasure relationships that are moving you closer to God. Anybody that is making you love God, love church, love serving, love giving, love supporting the work of God, those are the kind of relationships that you need to maintain in your life. Anybody that is doing exactly opposite that, you don't need them. Cut them loose and let them go. And I am telling you what I have seen even in church. Very good people, wonderful people, love God, they become friends, and that friendship becomes toxic. It takes them away from church, it takes them away from God, it takes them away from serving, it takes them away from giving, it takes them away from building the house of God, it takes them away from integrity. You know, cut off those relationships. Cut them off now before they destroy you. Take your phone, delete that number. Take your phone, block that number, you know. Don't go for tea anymore. Don't go to their house. You know, disconnect completely because God is bringing healthy relationships your way in Jesus' name. I pray for you that God will grant you healthy relationships. I pray for discernment over your life that you will have the right people around you who will encourage you, you know, to plug into God's purpose, who will encourage you in terms of your gifts. Your gifts will be seen and will encourage you to move closer, very, very close to God and serve him in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm speaking like Paul. I am a Paul in your life right now. And I'm telling you what will make you strong, what will make you become like a Timothy, what will make you become effective in your calling and the ministry that God has invested in your life. Amen. Amen. I hope you can hear my voice because it's the Spirit of God speaking to you today. Audit your relationships. Audit them right now. Ask yourself, this guy that is in my life, I've given this guy access in my life. Is he helping me to plug into God's purpose? Is he stirring up my gifts? Is he helping me to move close to God? This woman that I've given access into my life, is he helping me to plug into God's purposes? Is he helping me to discover my gifts? Is he helping me to move closer to God? If, then the answer is no, 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 no. Cut them off. Cut them off. And look for relationships that will move you closer and closer to God. Amen. Thank you for joining me. Please keep on praying. Remember, we are praying. Keep on praying. You are allowed to eat fruits, you know, or vegetables. So you can choose morning. But during the day, you're not eating. It's just morning and evening. And that is after prayer. All right? Lunchtime after prayer, no eating. We're just doing in the morning and in the evening. It's not an eating spree. We are fasting. We are praying. We are afflicting the body so that we may move closer to God. Amen.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazo Tachero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.